now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hopalong, John Cassidy. Thank you very much, and everyone, welcome to Rock Real Radio. I am your host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Man, we've, we've got, got a, special a special show lined, lined up, up with, with you. We've got a great line of guests, and I think you're going to really enjoy what we've got going for you. Let me tell you what's going to be happening right off the bat. First of all, I've got a boatload of guests here in San Diego, and with me is my co-host, Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I've been a fishing fool. All right. <laughs> hey, Wendy, and you brought a special guest with you. Uh, who's the special guest you have with you? My special guest is the vice president of operations of Yamamoto, Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits, Ron Colby. Ron, welcome. Man, he's Good the boy. reason for my success. <laughs> hey, can you hear okay, Ron? you got to put that microphone. Uh, you know, I know you do so much television. You don't do a lot of radio, so we got to make How's sure that? you're clear. How are you doing there now? I'm doing great. How All right. Hey, and with me also tonight is the voice of 1-800-BASS BOAT, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how's everything with you? Oh, good evening, everybody. I am doing well. I've been... Uh... Cleaning things up, getting ready. I've got the last tournament of the season coming up next weekend, so I actually have, you know, gear that I've been putting together. And and Yamamoto is they're on three rods, so just so oh, you know. Awesome. All right, <laughs> and now we're going to see if we can hear from her. Also with us tonight is Lady Fisherman Extraordinaire Lori Heath. Lori, can Hi, we hear you? Hello. Hey, we can hear you, Lori. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Just went out fishing yesterday and had a great day, and um, I wish I was fishing with Wendy, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, doing awesome. Well, to be here. Well, Wendy, let's start off with you. You've been uh, touring Southern California with uh, Ron Colby here for a little while. Ever since you went on the Iserline Turner's Outdoor Trip uh, on the Searcher, tell us how that went and how's... How have you been treating Ron in the past couple of days? I've been running Ron ragged. <laughs> Fall asleep here on the desk. <laughs> we, we went on a five-day trip on the searcher, had a great time. We caught yellowfin, tons of yellowfin, yellowtail. Um, we went a little south past Cedros, um, fish, fish offshore over there. And uh, on the way home, we stopped off and... Fish the kelp patties for tuna, dura, I mean for yellowtail and dorado. 
And then we stopped off at Colonet for a wonderful grade of yellowtail. Without a doubt. Ron, what do you think uh, fishing here in Southern California? I know you don't get a chance to come down here this often. Uh, what were your impressions? Uh, very impressed. Wendy's been uh, asking me to come and join her on one of these trips for years now. So uh, finally uh, committed and uh, got out and did that. Uh, it was very exciting. Uh, I think I'm going to have to give up bass fishing. <laughs> now, don't do that. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't give it up so quickly, uh, yeah, Ronnie. Do because I understand you did pretty well with the checkerboards before you checked in. The calico. calico. Oh, I'd say I don't. You guys got lots of code words for all these. Things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, we went on calico fishing this morning. A uh, good friend took us out. And, uh, yeah, but you've got a big whopper on Sacramento Reef. Yeah, that's true too. So they stopped in, on the searcher and were catching some rockfish, and I was uh, uh, spooning. That's something I'm very familiar with, uh, being a lake pal for the stripers. Put a whoop on them and caught several calico, and one was uh, they keep telling me it was like 300 pounds or something. I think it, was probably <laughs> it, but, uh, it definitely looked like definitely a 10, probably could have been 11. Nice, yeah, yeah that's very cool. So, that's very a very good fish. one. You know, the first time fishing for calicos, and he gets this huge fish, and he gets not, a double digit, you know, right? It, it's somewhat not fair, but it's it's justice i think <laughs> well, they probably won't let me take me and let me go anymore after that so uh i guess you know you get spoiled on your first shot i guess it's time to go chase something else i want one of these big blue fans i keep hearing about uh, here. well i'm going next month yeah well good luck on that uh, you got five days of pulling on them we're gonna get them so after that we got back friday saturday Lori took us fishing in San Diego Bay, and we had a great time fishing for spotted bay bass, and, and uh, he caught our halibut, so he caught dinner, and he made us dinner. Really? Wow. Yes. Now, this is cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And then um, after that, we went to the uh, Wild uh, Animal Park, and then today, we went out with Bill Schaefer and fished for calicos at Point Wilma. Perfect. Yeah, pretty fun. Uh, it's been uh, quite a wonderful show, and then I guess i got to start moseying back to the office tomorrow. Oh, don't and, do it. Uh, and, and working, so <laughs> got to pay for these uh, fishing trips. Well, you know, uh, Ron, that's a lease you're set to done since your office is, I believe, in Page, Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's there. I'm going to make have to make several stops on the way back, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. And then uh, I've been turned on to these uh, saltwater fish spoons, and uh, we're going to go crush the stripers with them. Now, there you go. You know, I was on the phone to, to your office this week searching for product that I couldn't find, so it's <laughs> not much available anymore. I was looking for the uh, single tail. Uh, hula grubs, and, and uh, unfortunately, they haven't been around for a little bit, but it's one of my secrets for success. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, you can just put in a custom order for, like, uh, 
Uh, how about 100,000 pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Stan's going to get right on that tomorrow. I'm right on it. Yeah, that's the first call tomorrow morning. Hey, hey, Ron and Wendy, I know you can only stay here for an hour or so because Ron's got to be getting back, as as we said, so you're going to be leaving during the middle of the show. But, Ron, give us uh, give an idea of some of the fun things that are happening at uh, Yamamoto Bates right now. And, and you were out here fishing saltwater. Were there any of the saltwater Yamamoto, Yamamoto lures you were using that worked okay? Yeah, for today we were catching those calicos on our hardtail, uh, just kind of slow rolling them along the kelp beds using a belly-weighted hook. Uh, Wendy uh, caught some on a regular jig head, and uh, she even caught something on a magic uh, Wendy's Red Shrimp. Uh, that we custom made just for her. Oh, don't tell anybody. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, now I got you. Uh, 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 so we we made these a couple of years ago for, and they've been sitting in my truck for a while. So I finally brought them out and, uh, uh, for this trip. But uh, yesterday, uh, caught that halibut on a, one of our regular swim baits, and caught some spotties on it, and. Uh, I think that's about it. Now we cut some other stuff on. Yeah, so you know how a lot of people think a lure is for freshwater or it's for saltwater? Well, you can use all these Yamamoto baits in saltwater, too. There's no difference. Oh, heck yes. You know, we found found that out with the uh, Senkos. We were using those for calico bass, and we were actually running across the top of the canopy, the... uh, the, the white, I think it's the 501 or whatever the white color is. But, Ron, you were showing us some pictures of four-inch Cinco's that you were using up in Utah in an in application I wouldn't even think about. Yeah, we were just uh, Texas rigging them, and uh, we were fishing these really high mountain lakes that are stuck, uh, stocked with uh, brook trout, uh, tiger trout, cutthroat trout. And uh, they, they were very aggressive on that. You just cast them out, throw it in a weed bed, drag it through the weed a little bit, pop it. As soon as it came out, those, those trout would just crush it. And uh, so that was pretty fun, too. Oh, fun. Come back with a whole bunch of trout, and everybody's going, where and how did you catch them? You know, <laughs> so you hand them a bag, and, and uh, they're, they're really uh, kind of stoked to go try it. Now, now, Stan, just when I thought I was safe, Ron came into the shop here. We're at Angler's Arsenal and took a look at our Yamamoto area. I think I only have a, 150 SKUs, and I thought, well, I finally have found enough room to put all the Yamamoto lures I would like to have, at least in the soft baits. And then, Ron, you just informed me what's Yamamoto going to be doing here in the not too distant future. Well, well, just for Angler's Arsenal, I'm adding about 200. 30 colors. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe Perfect. even some four inch single tails. So, uh, <laughs> might be in there again, too. You know? Yes. <laughs> and, and just as special icing on the cake, Angler's Arsenal gets them at the special aggravation markup price. Exactly. That's, I give you the family discount. I double the price and 20% off. And you only have to order 100000 per skew. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, let, let's address this, though, because a lot of times fishermen will really get to like a certain color, a Yamamoto bait, or as uh, uh, Stan found out, the single tail hula grub, and then it's something that's being phased out. How does that come about, uh, Ron? Well, I 
look at all the sales, uh, generally go over a three-year average, and if they're selling less than like 500 bags, um, that's about two to three cases, depending on each product. Uh, uh, that that number per year, then that's where our, my cutoff line is, and we start eliminating because we don't have that much warehouse space either. So we've got to um, eliminate and make space for new items, uh, like the, uh, the Zacco and the Sand Show that we came out with this year. And but uh, we don't we don't we don't get rid of the molds or anything else like that. So if guys want to order a, a, a Fairly small amount, really. It takes because of the amount of plastic we use to start the presses up. It's about 300 bags of something. We'll make it for anybody and bring back all the old styles. Now, what, one of the things I have noticed with the Yamamoto Lures, and we talked about this the last time you had on the radio, Yamamoto was investing a heck of a lot of money in new packaging equipment. And I've got to tell you, the package looks the same, but the way the Yamamoto lure now is packaged compared to the way it was two or three years ago, man, what an improvement. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a wonderful piece of equipment. One of our uh, bottlenecks with the company was uh, packaging, and uh, so we brought in this uh, million-dollar machine to build the bag, and uh, it uh, basically quadruple our capacity with our production and uh, it wasn't there to eliminate jobs it was just to get the production up and uh, it worked so well we actually uh, just before I came out here I signed the purchase order to buy another one for our next most popular size bag wow I think I have found out that uh, that's I'm uh, are uh, experiencing a failure that's better than ever before. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, Stan, can you still hear Yep, yep, we still got you. You kind of fell into the box a little bit, but we're still going. <laughs> so, Hey, Stan, can you hear us? Yes, I got gotcha. you. Can you hear you me? You got me? All right, yep. we're, um, we're re-signing in on the other line, and it's you and I. Uh, well, then, unfortunately, we dumped, we dumped the, the connection there, but we're coming back to it and talking about the Yamamoto baits with the uh, uh, people from Yamamoto proper. And I'll tell you what, from my side, because I'm a jig fisherman, and, and it's been a part of my life uh, since, well, since they bought uh, Snyder skirts and, and uh, Snyder gloves, whatever, way back when, when Gary first got them. Uh, they have been an integral part of my fishing career, and still are. I mean, I, I'm getting ready. I'm not kidding. I've got three of them already on for uh, the upcoming weekend. And um, they've been one of the staples of bass fishing for a long, long time. You can't find many bass fishermen that don't actually utilize, you know, a Senko, for instance. I don't know a guy that doesn't have Senkos in his boat, and more than one, you know, more than one style, more, more than one color. You know, um, everywhere I go, um, no matter where I go, everyone has one of those in their bass boat. That's just part of the deal. Their oh, yeah. Twin tail hula grub has been, when Garland came up with the idea, you know, that twin tail grub way back when, he actually, you know, the, the Snyder, that's where the, the copy came in. But when Yamamoto took it over, it became one of the most popular baits out there, especially in the West. These guys out here, if you're going to go, 
to any of our our lakes in the western United States, especially the Colorado River. You have got Yamamoto products in your boat, and that twin tail hula uh, grub is just one of the best things you can throw. And there's many different colors. The guys use the brown or purple, 221. Uh, the, the smoke colors have been always popular. Um, so it's just one of those things where the, the, depending on what you throw and where you go, if you're pitching at the weeds, you might use the creature or even the, the hula grub. Um, but they have been one of the foremost baits for success in the West. You got it, Stan. Hey, uh, Ron, uh, I know that uh, every dealer can't carry every color and every size of Yamamoto lure that's available. It's almost impossible. If people want to find the full selection of Yamamoto baits, where can they go and even where can they order them? Uh, Baits.com is our website. We have the store and uh, we have everything that's in the current catalog and even some of the things we've kind of got listed as discontinued, but we have a low supply on uh, we may possibly have that stuff in stock. So if it's your favorite lure, you know, don't hesitate to call and just check on it. And we even have connections with somebody that might have some excess uh, old stock, and we can point you in their direction too. Uh, the 800 number for the order is uh, 800-645-2248 or 645-BAIT. All right. Ron Colby, Vice President of Operations for Yamamoto, thanks a lot for being with us. Rob's not going anywhere, but we have a studio full of people with Lori Heath over here, and Rob Tressler just walked in. We're going to talk a little bit about half-day and three-quarter-day fishing before this is all over, so stay tuned. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. 
It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Okay. Hey, we want to welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. We've got Lori Heath with us. We have Rob Tressler with us. Wendy Toshahara is here. Also, Ron Kobe. Uh, the uh, Vice President of Operations from Yamamoto Lures. Stan Vandenberg, co-host, is on the other line. we got a room full of people over here. We're trying to make this thing work, uh, you know, and uh, having a few glitches, but uh, so far, so good. What can I tell you? Well, every once in a while, you got to get lost in the box, or it's not live radio. <laughs> okay. Hey, what I want to do, though, I invited Lori Heath and, and Rob to come with us because we want to talk a little bit about Half-day and three-quarter-day fishing, especially with our next guest uh, coming on aboard, uh, Captain Bill Wilkerson. And Laurie and Rob, tell us, how did you start getting involved with fishing? Well, for me, I remember the very first fish I ever caught. I was four years old. I was with my father. He was uh, in the military service stationed in Germany, and he'd taken me to a small stream. And he caught a small yellow perch, and he put it in a bucket, and he said, this is what you can catch. And I was hooked after that. And uh, about a week later, he took me out. And with a bobber and some night crawlers we'd gotten from the yard at the quarters we lived in in, in Ulm, Germany, we had um, went out. And uh, I remember watching that bobber go under for the first time and catching about a 12-inch rainbow trout 
and it was all over. And I'm 62 years old, and it's just gotten worse. The affliction seems to grow every day. What can I say? Uh, too good. Lori? Oh, for me, um, I started when I was three, but um, I think I've already kind of told that story. Grew up with my uh, my dad and my grandfather um, in Minnesota doing freshwater, and um, as time went on, I got hooked on to the salt water, and I kind of staying in that area because I like the bigger fish, and uh, but just something I really enjoy. I go both ways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My, myself as well, Wendy. In fact, um, the biggest largemouth black bass I ever caught in my life was on Yamamoto's Senko. And my top five biggest largemouth black bass are all Senko fish. I've tried and tried to catch them with jigs, and I've done well. And we fished a lot of local tournaments up in the Sacramento River Delta and Clear Lake with my partner Bill Durbin, God rest his soul. And we cast a lot of checks, and we would not have done so without the Yamamoto products. I started using uh, the swim senko on the back of a thing called a chatterbait. In fact, I probably bought the bo- the first 500 of those. God, I guess it was over 10 years ago when they first came out. And I decided they didn't have enough action. I put a swim senko on the back. The first day out in the Delta, I picked up about a 28-pound bag just fun fishing, the biggest bass going 8.3. Nice. nice. That was all it took. Wow. You know, I wish Ron was over here to talk about that, but he does have ch- chatterbaits, or they're going to have a Yamamoto brand chatterbait. No, really, that's a good thing because that's one of the more popular pieces of the machinery that's come out of there. I remember when the... Uh, Actually, when when Aaron was fishing underneath the bridge back when, when with that little uh, chin spin when it first came out, we were, I was standing right above him, and the guys just down in in the uh, arena behind him when we got back in there, the, the father and son, that was the first chatterbait on the market. The guys that invented it, I thought it was pretty spectacular, and I brought a bunch of them back out here right from that tournament right after and started using them then. But they've been a real tool for all of the fishing industry. And, in fact, if they would work for calico bass or anything else out here. So um, it's like a spinnerbait. They just are a working piece of machinery. Yeah, absolutely. This is Rob. I, um, I actually use them as a search bait, and I still have a bunch of the original ones I bought years and years ago, and they're going to be used out on the kelp this year with a, a swim senko on the back. And now I want the, the Wendy red color for sure. I think that should be irresistible, and I'm sure I'm going to blow them out of the water with that combo. Well, I've been using them for a while here. We got the heaviest ones I could find and started throwing them on 50-pound braid straight, no no mono, and uh, and they're really weedless. You can throw them through the kelp and, and let them sink and then swim them back up through it. If you can get them back to the surface, you're lucky, but make sure make sure that you've got the right hooks on them because uh, the, the one thing that those – calicos will do they'll bend those things up pretty good you know guys the question i want to ask you is your journey down here to southern california and laurie especially you i don't think there's anyone that goes on half day boats or three-quarter day boats more than you rob you're there most of the time how'd you get hooked up on this well, actually, Rob found him. <laughs> it's running. Rob's fault. Rob, Rob's how dare you? No, Rob. Funny that how that happens, huh? <laughs> 
blame it on the man. <laughs> Actually, um, we both love to fish, and we share that passion. And I would fish up north in Capitola, and I, like I said, I'm really attached to the saltwater fishing. Um, he moved down to San Diego first and found this one boat, an article he had read on the Malahini. And he says, babe, we're going on the Malahini. And yeah. I said, and I said, oh, my God, I love the name of the boat, but <laughs> Very what exotic. is it all about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it was a spectacular. It was that two years ago, I guess, when, you know, it was like total idiot fishing for yellowtail out at the islands. Anybody could catch them. So we got on the boat thinking we were going to wreck these things. We'd never been on a sport fishing boat in our lives, either of us. And they said, you're going to do this thing called the yo-yo. And we were up at North Island off of Pukey Point. And just to cut to the chase, that day they caught 78 monsters, 20 to 30 pound fish. We did not catch one. We watched. Oh, <laughs> we admired, but and we cried, and uh, it went on and on. Let's be honest, I pouted. Yeah. Well, here's why. Um, she actually, I never got bit by one. Lori actually hooked one on the yo-yo, got it up to color. They went to gaff it, and right at the last minute, this is not a lie, the person gaffing it, the, the fish zigged when the, gag, the gaff zagged, and he perfectly caught the jig and yanked it out of the fish's mouth, and it and swam away. <laughs> and I looked over at Lori, and she was apt for the first time in her life, and if you know Lori, this is remarkable, she was speechless. <laughs> I then went to the far end of the boat, and hope we would get back home safely, which we did. She was very gracious. And no, that just lit a fire for us. We came back out the next day, caught some fish, and since then it's been fantastic. And I have to say, three-quarter day and half-day boats are a true experience for beginners. We went out there as totally clueless neophytes who have been fishing before. We were both fresher saltwater fishing, me in the Gulf of Mexico and her in the North Pacific. But this is different. And had it not been for the guidance and the kind-heartedness and the patience of the deckhands and the captains and the staff, we'd still be out there flailing, wondering what we're doing. Exactly. The sport fishing industry in San Diego is like none other in the world. And I've lived in Europe. I've lived in the Far East. I've lived all over America and traveled a lot and fished every place. This is an extraordinary place. Sport fishing to San Diego is like snow skiing to Aspen, Colorado. If you live here and you don't try it, it's kind of like living in Aspen all your life and never checking out the snow. Yeah. Why would you do that? Lori, how about yourself? What recommendations do you have to lady anglers that really like to go out, but they're kind of go, eh, I don't know if I want to approach the landings, getting aboard the boats, how, how do I make a reservation? I mean, they, there's just a lot of intimidation, I think, sometimes for a single individual to start fishing. But, man, you are out there all the time, especially a lot of times without Rob. Yeah, I would recommend, um, I wouldn't feel intimidated. It's actually not that bad. It's fun. They're there to help you. There's other women that are there to help you. When I see a young lady on the boat, I try to help as much as possible. There was a lady, Nancy, on the Malahini yesterday, and I was teaching her how to use hookup baits. 
and it was actually casting it out for her and showing her how to jig it in, and she got a nice calico bass. And she said she's never actually done that type of fishing before. And she did really well, and it's just fun to be able to go out there and meet other women. So the intimidation, if you have that, don't be afraid. Just call up the landings. There's um, H&M, there's Point Loma, you've got Fisherman's, um, you've got Seaforth. And call them up, start off with a half day, and if you want to get some rental equipment if you don't have any, and then just tell the deckhands that you're new to fishing and you'd really like some help and some guidance. And make friends on the boat because they're the people that are going to help you also that have been fishing before and to give you the best advice so you can have a successful day. You know, we have a program with the Department of Fish and Wildlife called the um, Passport to Fishing Program. And um, we actually have a two-day class for um, anybody who wants to join class and it's free and the first day is educational and we'll teach you how to how to tie knots how to cast how to how to use a jig um about your rods about your reels and then the following day on sunday we'll take you fishing and it's all free now when is that next scheduled uh, event uh, wendy do you have that offhand august 1st and 2nd august 1st and 2nd so coming on up and laura i w- i would think that if you have a, a gal that wants to go fishing and she wants to bring a, a, a friend of hers, man, that has to be a, fl- a blast to go on on at least a half-day boat and a three-quarter-day boat. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and thank you, Wendy, for reminding me of that. Uh, I wish I knew about that program when I first stepped foot on one of the boats because I kind of had to learn on my own and with Robert's help. And I threw her in the, the deep end hand. of the pool. <laughs> yes, I now tie all my own leaders and everything. It's amazing. And actually, mine are better than Rob's. Uh-oh. And, and you know what, what's really good, though, is when, you know, there are more women on the boat nowadays yeah. um, that are going. I mean, just on my five-day, there were eight women, eight ladies. Yeah. But, you know, on, on these local um, three-quarter day and half-day trips, there's a lot of women now, and I would recommend that, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, ask the deckhand to show them how to do it or ask somebody to show them how to do it. And look at the next guy. If he's catching a lot of fish, ask him, what are you doing? I want to learn how to catch fish like you. And they'll be more than happy to help you out. Absolutely. I think that goes for anybody that's on the boat, no matter how much you think you know. You know, the deckhands are out there six days, sometimes seven days a week. They know what's happening. They've seen just about everything there is to be seen. Stupid questions are a heck of a lot more easier to take care of than dumb mistakes. And really, get a hold of the deckhands because they want to see you have a great time because if you have a great time, you're going to return, like Robin Lore. Yeah, communication is really important. I find that in anything um, in the boats that we've been going on for the last uh, two and a half years. And I think the more questions you can ask, um, it's you're always going to learn something new every day. Um, you don't know everything about fishing because every day is different. The conditions, the water, um, the people, the environment, um, just everything is different. So the more you can go on different types of boats and half days, three-quarter days, 1.5, overnights, the more you learn uh, from different people. And uh, it's really valuable, and at least I think so for myself. Hey, guys, we got to You know, take- you're going to find that that is a lifelong experience. I still go on every trip that I go on. I learn something. Um, if, if it's not from somebody else, it's just something that you can try that's different. But yep. it's an ever-evolving sport, and that's the wonderful thing about it. Yep. All right. Hey, guys, we got to take a break right now. But coming up next, Captain Bill Wilkerson from Malahini Sports Fishing. 
Malahini is back in the water. It's been uh, out this week. Wait till you see the numbers they've been coming back with. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Real Radio to come after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. we got a cast of thousands here on Rod and Reel Radio tonight. Not only is Stan Vandenberg and Wendy Toshihara with us, but we also have Lori Heath. We have Rob Tressler. We have Ron Colby with us. Uh, we're talking about three-quarter day fishing. Right now, we're trying to get a hold of Captain Bill Wilkerson to tell us about the Malahini. The Malahini's gotten back in the water and, and really uh, started to get some numbers, but Rob... We were just talking about the Malahini before. You were just out on the Malahini yesterday. How did it go? It went great. We had a, a wonderful time. Bill was uh, driving the boat for us, and he put us on all kinds of fish. We caught Bonita. Lori actually was a star of the boat, and I was thinking I needed to hitch a ride home. 
because she outfished everybody, man, woman, pro, the deckhands, everybody that got up there. Even the deckhands that are good got up there and were throwing, and she outfished everyone. She caught more yellowtail, more bonita, and caught some really nice calico. And the rest of us just kind of stood back and were jealous, slightly bitter, and in awe. Fortunately, I'm going to get to eat some of the fish because I did help her bag and tag them uh, and put them in the freezer. So you I'll might get have my to vindication you might have to end. be eating some of your words before we're finished here tonight. Uh, <laughs> Literally, Lori, what's this karma that you have that you go off because of the fact that I see several posts that you make because you're out regularly on the half day, three quarter day boats, mm-hmm. and you're normally doing pretty well, and you're out fishing a lot of people. What what's the secret? Um, there really is no secret. Um, I'm a hookup bait queen, I guess. That's everybody's <laughs> calling me the hookup bait girl. Um, I love the jigs. They work for me. People laugh at me. And people, I had a like a group of five guys making fun of me yesterday um, that I was using these funny jigs and calling them these funny tube baits. But I outfished them, and then they were begging me to have, for me to give them some. And I said, no, I'm not sharing. <laughs> and so I gave them the card, and I told them where they can buy them here at Angler's Arsenal and said they sell out fast, so you better get down there and buy them. And, um, yeah, that's what I was using all day. Well, I, I didn't mean for this to be a plug for the hookup baits because no, obviously there's a lot of other things that work over there. But, yeah. But you have, you have found a lot of success with this, this lore because, you know, we were talking about you guys fishing half day and three quarter day, mm-hmm. but now you've kind of expanded that. You might be doing some overnights, and you just came back from a trip to Cedrus Island. How'd that work out for you? Oh wow, it was amazing. Um, we um, we got on one of the our, when we got there, we got on a ponga, and we told our uh, captain exactly what we wanted to look for and what we wanted to fish for, and we communicated to him really well, and he found us exactly what we wanted, and. Um, we caught everything from black sea bass, white sea bass, halibut, calicos, um, yellowtail, bonito, everything under the sun. It was amazing. Great trip. It, it truly is like um, Catalina, like they say, Catalina must have been 100 years ago. Um, we had this one area we went into. The calico fishing was, was amazing. Phenomenal. You could go into any, and this is part of fishing on half-day boats locally, paying attention, listening to the deckhands, the captains, and people who fish on their regular or know their way around. And the, the things we learned were current, especially up and in, bait, water clarity is a recipe that not, doesn't guarantee you fish, but definitely puts the odds in your favor of getting on calico. And when we've seen that, especially this summer and last summer, it's been a wonderful bite. So we applied the principles that we learned up here on the half-day boats and the three-quarter-day boats to fishing down there. And we actually were telling Chewy, can you go to this area and, and let's try that. And we were five for five. And on one of the spots, we nicknamed it Jurassic Park. Every cast, and I'm not lying, even though I'm a fisherman, nothing under four pounds, up to seven pounds, every cast. Other areas we fished, we caught lots of calicos, but you'd have pound-and-a-half to five-pound fish mixed in. And it was wonderful. But this one area had a real bluff wall, and the current was slamming into it and stacking bait along the edge of it. And you could see the fish come up and eat your whatever you threw. I was throwing a wham. She was throwing, I was throwing surface iron. She was throwing hookup baits. These fish were biting anything you put in the water. I wouldn't have jumped in if I was a small fish. 
My theory is, is they <laughs> ate all the little fish. Uh, but we learned that fun. from the half-day boats. Yeah, all the different boats that we go on, uh, we just applied those um, those uh, skills to that. And I think going there and being prepared um, was really important. But it was an amazing place. And if you get a chance to go, you should go. I think that's the question. You were going there, Citrus Island, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Were you prepared or... When you look back now, is there some things you brought too much of, some things you didn't bring enough of, uh, or was the information that you were able to glean by, you know, the people taking you there, by the guys you talked to in the tackle store, by your friends that have been there, was it able to prepare you for the trip? Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Uh, we should have brought a little few more weights, though, um, for, for bottom fishing. But other than that, we, were, we, we brought exactly what we needed. And well, explain Lori, that. Explain that, Lori. If somebody's going to go there, and and there are people that are headed down there within the next month, I'm sure listening. What what would you suggest that they take? Um, I would suggest definitely surface irons. Uh, bring uh, different colors. The the hot color when we were there was the turquoise and also the blue whites. Um, but bring a variety. Uh, bring some yo-yos for sure. And I would bring some hookup baits. <laughs> I know we were probably waiting for me to say that. No, no. Wham but, baits. Um, and yeah. wham baits worked really, really well. Um, I also used, um, there, you know, I only used live bait once when I was down there, and that was for a halibut. But other than that, I used mostly jigs. Um, but make sure you bring stuff for dropper loop, enough um, uh, heavy weights for getting to the bottom, because that was the only thing we didn't have. Bring some really good-sized hooks. And bring a sabiki rig. Bring a couple of sabiki rigs. Bring a small sabiki setup for the smaller bait, and bring a bigger sabiki setup for that bigger, you know, half-pound mackerel. You'll use them both. Ideally, the big mackerel, if you're interested in grouper or really big white sea bass, that's what they were eating, and that was on a dropper loop setup or a reverse dropper loop setup. And they were also getting some, the yellowtail, we didn't slow troll at all, but some of the folks slow trolled big mackerel, and they caught some big yellowtail up to the mid-30s, you know, low 40s. So if you like if you like that style of fishing, you definitely need sabiki rigs. We made bait every day. Honestly, I think we used it twice. I think I put two baits on in three days of fishing. I used nothing but surface iron because I'm stubborn as a mule and, and jigs the rest of the time. Even the even the grouper were uh, were jig fish. I would just throw a big giant jig out and slow swim it back along the bottom, and it would load up, and life was good. Now, Lori, <laughs> I saw pictures that you brought in from Cedrus Island, and you had an exceptional catch over there, and one that we can't normally get up here above the border. Tell us about your big fish. Yeah, don't hate me. <laughs> it actually is legal to catch black sea bass in Mexico. Um, I um, hooked up on a black sea bass, um, ended up being 85 pounds by the time we brought it in and weighed it. Um, I used an 8-inch, 4-ounce hookup bait, and it just cremated it. Um, it was really fun. I caught it on my tranks um, and with my phoenix rod, and it took me about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes to get it in. Um, that thing was a beast. I couldn't even see over the Ponga Rail to see what it was. And I had uh, Chewy, our captain, and Rob going over going, oh, my God, when it finally came to the surface. <laughs> I couldn't even see it because I was on my bottom with my legs up on the side trying to hurdle this thing in because it was so heavy and so big. She and- had the rail on the rod, her legs 
braced on the gunnel, sitting in the bottom of the boat. When the thing came to color, I told her, don't look at it. Don't look at it. We gaffed that beast and dragged it in the boat, and it was huge. By the way, she's being modest. She caught that thing on a tranks that was straight 30 mono. Wow. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, guys, we know the half-day and the three-quarter-day fishing, you know, 10 days ago. There was nothing out there, it seemed like. Now, all of a sudden, the sea is alive. Not only their yellowtail, they're catching Dorado out there. There's a few uh, yellowfin being caught. And then there's also an occasional bluefin. And, blue, and Stan, you wanted to say something, you know, real quick here before we take the break at the top of the hour about how people should be prepared for these bluefin that we're seeing. Well, I'm, yeah, I've talked to several guys here in the last little bit, and some of the, even some of the captains on the boats were talking about, you know, everybody goes out there undergunned. You're looking at the fish your life. You, you know, it's like going down to Clarion Island here. You're, you've got a shot at a 200-pound fish. So you can't go out there and think, I'm just going to fish 50 and maybe get them. Uh, watch the guys on our last trip just lose them left and right because they were undergunned for that fish. Be prepared if you're going to go fishing for these bigger fish now. They're starting to eat the fin bait. Some of the guys are taking their own. Uh, they go to the Korean store and get some of those bigger Humboldt squids, and they fish them dead on that with 16 ounces of, of weight and go straight down and, and kind of drop or loop that fish that's out there, and they've, they've been on the chew pretty good, along with everybody knows the yummy flyers are working, the flat balls are working. Make sure you've got the right line. They started eating the PL68 and the Taddy 14. Taddy came back out with their 14 with a glowback. Oh, nice. um, so if you've got a live mackerel or, or a squid, that's one thing. Otherwise, you're using one of the, one of the reaction baits. But go with 100 and, and, or 130 and get the right reel, at least a 30 or 30 wide or something. You've got some, some torque and the right rod so you have a chance at this fish because most of the guys that are hanging them, they're not getting them. And one of the real secrets is keeping the rod bent. You guys like to use the rail. Uh, when you start fishing this fish, it's a little different. When you start turning the handle, you've got to keep the rod bent. You've got a lot of weight. If you've got a flat fall, it weighs 6 ounces or more, some of those bigger things. The PL68 weighs more than that, and the Taddy 14 is, a, is somewhere in between. But you, when you hang that fish, they'll do this dog where they keep their nose down, and all of a sudden they'll do a turn with their nose up and shake their head, and, and your rod will come up almost flat. When that happens, if you don't turn the handle and get that rod buried back into that fish and get that, keep that weight where the fish can't throw it, you, that's where the people are losing them. So if you've got the right rod, you know, you can turn the handle, keep your drags tight. Don't let them have anything. If you, can, if you throw it in a pole and your drags are working correctly, your reels work correctly, you've got a better shot at these fish. But the guys I watch, they lose them left and right. Uh, just they want to baby that thing, and you can't. You got to have the one right the rod, the right gear, and turn the handle. Stand one, of, strong, one, of the, one of the tricks um, that the guys are doing, they're they're doing it uh, wicked tuna style, and they're just leaving the rod in the in the rod holder, and then they're winding it in, and they're they're pulling on the line with one hand and winding with the other hand. Um, that's one way they're getting them in, and they're getting them in in 20 minutes because they're working hard hard at it. But um, yes, definitely have the right gear. And minimum 135-pound and a big reel. Well, that, a TLD-20 is not going to make it. That's a good way to work no, it. But no, unfortunately, no. if you're fishing on one of the sports fishing boats, yeah. you don't have rod holders. Right, right so, Stan? Yeah. And, 
Yeah, go on, Rob. But one of the things, and, and Lord knows I am not, I am Mr. Helmet this year on the Bluefin Tuna. I've pulled hard on 14 for at least five minutes each of only deck two. But once again, exactly like the folks are saying, I was undergunned. I got spooled twice, broke off, yada, yada, yada. You know, we, we've got bluefin in the box. But we should have had a lot more. But the one thing also I noticed, and I don't do because I'm a good old boy from the Gulf of Mexico. We pull hard on what we used to call reef donkeys, amberjack. you got to put the wood to them. And with tuna, especially bluefin, if you're a little too timid, and I see that a lot, they'll chew through. They're like a baby wahoo in terms of their dentures, okay? And if you don't have them perfectly hooked in the corner with a J-hook, especially with the flat falls, and they've eaten it, and you take too long, or if you're using a fin bait with a J-hook, and you take too long, and I saw a lot of fish lost last year up at Desperation Reef because people were parked on the rail for 45 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes with 40-pound class gear, and they were losing 50 to 80-pound fish, not monsters, never mind the big fish. Well, yeah, and you have to be aware that, you know, there was there's fish that could be 400 pounds out there. You know, not only just, you know, the cows, but there's some super cows out there. So That's you right. have to be prepared. You know, yep. Those, yep. They're going to freight train you. Yep. And they're just now starting to eat. I had two guys, I had two reports of, of yellowfin at, at uh, San Clemente at 50 to 80 pounds today also. So that's wow. the things wow. are starting to change, guys. We're starting to get into that. If you're fishing the big that big fish, it's a reaction bite. Don't be afraid to use big line because it's either fallen or if you if you're you know you can get it down 300 feet or whatever it is and just raise the rod tip and then follow the bait down. Don't drop the rod. Follow the bait down and then lift it back up and then follow it back down. You don't have to do it fast. It doesn't have to be a lot of work. But if you follow it back down, you'll feel the fish hit the bait. A lot of times, if you can start reeling or set the hook, you got a better chance of getting it in the corner. And then it's, it's continue to uh, turn the handle, turn the handle, turn the handle. Don't try to look at the fish. <laughs> Just put it in full and pull. Because if you don't, the, that fish will win that battle. Um, the yellowfin, they're not going to be that picky about line size either. When they're eating, they're eating. The other part, if you don't, if you get tired of that, you can do the stop and go as you let the line out, you let your bait down, follow it, let it go down in a, in a smooth manner with your thumb on the spool. And stop it, go, count to 10, stop it, count to 10, stop it, count to 10, stop it, or count to 20, stop it, as it goes down. And then if you don't want to do the yo-yo with your arm, just the, the up and down motion, put it into gear, put it in full. Now, or you can put it into strike if you want to on this one because it may su- surprise you. And just take a few cranks, one, two, three, four, five. Take it out of gear, count it down ten, count it down ten. It's stop and go. All, most of your bites are on the drop. So be ready. When you put it into gear, you got to turn the handle and mean it because the, the faster you get them up, the better shot you get at landing them. And, and as these fish start to eat the fin bait, it's going to get better and better here, gang. So, right. you know, cowboy up, get the big stuff, and go. That's Stan, great advice. That's going to have to be the last word for now. We're going to have to take a break right now. And uh, Wendy and uh, Ron Colby, they're going to have to be taken off because Ron's got to get back to work on Monday. Uh, Ron, when you see Gary Yamamoto, give him our best regards. Uh, tell him, uh, uh, you know, we missed him and uh, that uh, good luck on the, uh, on the tour. Okay, thanks, John. Thanks for everybody. All right. And, Wendy, uh, thanks a lot for bringing there. Ron with us, okay? All right. Hey, guys, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, 
we are going to have the head coach for one of the collegiate number one sports teams in the country. Who are we going to be speaking to? And what's their sport? Hang on. There's more to come with Ron Real Radio. And then after that, Captain Clay Williams from Old Glory. We're going to try to catch up with him to see what he did today. Still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come, but you got to wait. We're going to take a break right now. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in La Mesa at 619-466-8355. 
Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners. Be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words Code Group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of Ron Real Radio, everyone. I am your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. With us left here in the studio is still Rob Tressler. And Rob, uh, even though he's a saltwater fisherman, big freshwater fisherman from Northern California, so we're going to keep him bored. Lori is still with us, and uh, she'll probably be chiming in. Stan Vandenberg's on the other line. Wendy Toshihara and Ron Colby, they had to take off because they have to get Ron over to the airport so he can get back work uh, tomorrow morning. Make sure you all call Yamamoto Bates at 9 o'clock to make sure that Ron Colby is back to work, okay? (laughs) And order a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And before we get on with our first guest, we want to give a big yell out to our good friend Aaron Martins for taking first place in the BASS Elite Tournament on Lake Champlain. He came up from 21st place to win the title of champion of Lake Champlain. So, Aaron, congratulations to you. We might even hear from Aaron before the night's out. If not, we'll try to get him on next week on the show. So, Aaron Martin, congratulations. Job well done. I bet you his mom is jumping up and down on the sofa in Woodland Hills right now. She is, I know, beside herself with excitement. Hey, let's get on to our next guest. I've got with us, he's the head coach of the number one uh, collegiate team in this sport throughout the country. He's from Bryant College, and he is head coach of the Bryant College bass fishing team, rated number one by FLW in the country. Let's get him with us, Coach Michael Keene. Coach Keene. Welcome to Ron Real Radio, sir. Ah, thanks for having me. My hey, pleasure. It is great. You know, I've got so many questions to ask you. First of all, Bryant <laughs> College. Where is Bryant College located? And tell us a little bit about uh, the college itself. Bryant College is a small private Christian college uh, in Dayton, Tennessee, which is uh, on the Chickamauga Lake. Uh, everybody that fishes has heard of Chickamauga Lake. It's one of the hottest lakes in the south right now. We, uh, we're a very small college, about 700 or so uh, on-campus students. Uh, beautiful campus, great, great uh, academics, and uh, we're just so proud to be affiliated with them. Well, I had a chance to visit the university last week when I was back there. I visited Dayton, Tennessee. Any town that you go into that has a big sign at the city limits that says, Welcome Anglers to Bass Town, USA. Man, you got to feel at home over there. Oh, you got to love that. You got to love that. We've had our, uh, uh, our leadership here in this town has taken a very proactive uh, course to uh, bass fishing, uh, both on the professional level. We've had uh, 
Bass Fest here. We've had FLW comes here a lot, plus collegiately and then amateur fishing. There's there's just about a tournament going on every weekend here out of Dayton Boat Dock. Wow. That's well, good. Coach, now tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, we know where some of the collegiate football coaches come. We know where some of the collegiate uh, basketball coaches come from. Where does the coach for the number one collegiate-rated bass fishing team in the nation. Tell us about your background, Coach. Well, I've been in sales all my life, Uh, obviously. I worked for uh, an insurance company for 34 years. Uh, The opportunity came for me to retire a few years back, and and I, I took that opportunity and was really enjoying myself and at that time, one of the vice presidents up at the college was is a good friend of mine, and we'd meet for for breakfast a couple times a, a week, and we got to talking about bass fishing. And I said, you know, you guys are missing the boat if you don't have a team uh, because you're of, of, of just where you're located. You're right here on the banks of a hot lake. And he said, well, why don't you do some, some research for me, put some numbers together. I'd like to research this. And I did, and uh, he looked at all the numbers, and he said, uh, that's great. Now, when can you start? (laughs) I said, listen, I'm not interested in a job. I'm just putting together some. He said, I understand that. Do you want to start now, or do you want to wait longer? (laughs) I said, Vance, let me tell you something. I'm retired, and I like it. And he said, well, this will be just about like being retired, except we'll pay you. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what he he he's he's about true it's about the truth i'm well, having so much fun uh, uh investing into these young kids lives and uh, going around the country with them they keep me young and and uh we, we're just having a ball do you did you bass fish prior to this uh yeah but not uh not tournament fish or or anything like that uh, I, I bass fished a little bit. My, now my son, he's a he's a bass fisherman at heart, and he fishes a lot of tournaments. Fishes the opens, and uh, he actually has the the uh, Tennessee state record, uh, and it was caught here on Lake Chickamauga. He coaches a uh, high school team uh, north of Knoxville, about thirty miles, in a town called La Follette, Tennessee, and wow. very successful. But now I never wow. was really a much of a a bass fisherman. Well, Coach, tell us. Here you are. You're in a small town, Dayton, Tennessee. Uh, you have a small faith-based college in, in Bryant College. And I wish I could go through the story on on how that college came about, but that's for another show. Yeah. How did you get the program going? Uh, 700 uh, kids. I'm going to uh, imagine that it's a co-ed campus. Uh uh, yes. How did you get th- people fired up to do this? Well, uh, they, like a lot of schools, they're always looking for ways to bring more kids in. And by virtue of the fact of where we're at, bass fishing was just a, just a natural fit. And uh, I worked for a year before we actually started competing, just going around the country and, and uh, recruiting and bringing kids in. We're one of the few schools, there's maybe less than a dozen, that actually offer scholarships to 
to incoming uh, freshmen for, for bass fishing. Wow. That's cool. That is, that's that's when I was a kid. <laughs> no, it really is. I, you know, I, I would have stayed in college. Sign that me up. <laughs> yeah. Now, so you're you're actually recruiting uh, individuals to come and come to Bryant College to be on this uh, bass team. When did this program get underway, uh, Coach? We had just finished uh, our third year of competition. Wow. Uh, and you know, they've just these guys have just uh, accumulated so much success in such a short time, and uh, I just couldn't be prouder of them. Well, now listen, you know, you talk about Lake Chickamauga, and uh, from what we've heard, you know, it's one heck of a good fishing lake, and I know the team's oh, got is. a great place where they can go out there. And fish, but in order to get the number one ranking in the country, I am sure that if you're fishing against Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, even the California uh, teams, uh, uh, you're fishing other places in Lake Chickamauga. So tell us about how this progression came along that they got the ranking of number one in the country. Well, we fish the three major trails, which is uh, FLW, BASS, and Cabela's. And Cabela's has uh, a program they call School of the Year. Now, this is not like a national championship. Each one of those three have their own national championship at the end of the season. But Cabela's has gives you points uh, depending upon where you finish in the field in all these different tournaments. So to win school of the year, which is what we won last year, you have to be you have to be consistently up in the top in every tournament you go to. And and like you said, we fish Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas. We we fish a lot of different places, but we have got a group of guys that really really know what they're doing. And they put in the time, the effort to study the lakes that they're going to and the conditions and all that sort of thing. And, and we feel like that that's, this is the highest uh, effort, that, the highest thing that we could achieve as school of the year because it takes the entire season into play. It, no. uh, we, we didn't really – I mean, we, we won three major tournaments last year, a BASS tournament and two FLW and finished wow. in the top ten in every other tournament we fished except two. And one of them, we were 13th. Man, I'm telling you what, that is, I don't care who you are or what, you, what circuit you're fishing to have, that kind of record is good, and I don't I care who you are or what you're doing. Absolutely. How, well, how many guys are you a year ago? Well, if you'd have told me a year ago that, that these guys would do that, I'd, I would have said, you're crazy, that's not possible. But uh, they have worked very hard. And they've kept the right priorities, and the Lord has just blessed them. And they'll tell you right up front that uh, because they've kept Him first in everything, that that's the reason why. Well, I'll vote for that. How many guys are on your team? Well, this past season I had 18. Wow. Uh, we're growing a little bit. This coming fall, and next month as a matter of fact, when they come, I should have 28. Any females? 
Uh, <laughs> this year, for the first time, I've got two females coming in. Yes. Well done. Well, well done. One is a young lady from uh, Alabama uh, that anybody that I talk to about says that she's the best female angler in the state of Alabama. Wow. She's got all the guys nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, by the way. Yeah. yeah, that never hurts to put a little pressure on. No, 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 because she's going to beat some of these guys, and they're going to be a little bit upset. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know. It's going to happen. I don't want to get beat. Just it's definitely going to happen. Get on with it. <laughs> We're speaking with Coach uh, Michael Keene. He is a head coach of the number one collegiate-rated bass fishing team in the nation. That's uh, Bryant College, located in Dayton, Tennessee. Coach Keene, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way I can uh, get you to stay on a little bit longer? we got a couple more questions to ask you. Sure, be glad to. All right. Hey, you are listening to Ron Real Radio tonight. Lori Heath is with us. Rob Tressel is with us. Stan Vandenberg's here. Wendy Toshihara and uh, Ron Colby, they've already taken off to the airport because Ron's got to get to work bright and early tomorrow in Page, Arizona. So they've already left for the evening. But this is Ron Real Radio on AM540. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come after these messages. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you loved a boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. 
Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us. Rob Tressler's here. Lori Heath is with us. Uh, and I'm your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. Before we get back to our guest, I want to remind you we are only two weeks away from the El Cajon Ford Team Open. That's going to be August uh, 14th and 15th on Lake San Vicente and Lake El Capitan. There's a $6,000 first place prize guaranteed. $1,000 each to the largest fish, the largest stringer of the tournament. It all gets kicked off at El Cajon Ford starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday, the uh, uh, 13th. You go to rodandreelradio.com or San Diego Tournaments or your local tackle store to get an entry form. Or give us a call here at Angler's Arsenal, 619-466-8355. We'll fax you an entry. We can still mail you you an entry, but you're not going to want to miss out on the 19th El Cajon Ford Team Open. Be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, we are speaking with our special guest, Coach Michael Keene. And, uh, Coach Keene, you don't mind me calling you Coach, do you? No, no, not not whatsoever. All right. When you you go to the faculty meeting and uh, they – Introduce the uh, the baseball coach, which you guys do pretty well there. The soccer coach, the basketball coach, and now the head of the uh, number one rated uh, uh, collegiate team in the country, Coach Keen, the bass fishing coach. Uh, do you get? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it took quite a while before uh, a lot of the faculty even knew we had a bass fishing team. <laughs> But uh, we don't have that problem anymore. They're they're all they're very supportive. Our college is very supportive. Uh, our president is highly supportive of us. I tease him a lot of times, saying he's the biggest cheerleader that we've got. And uh, we just re- we've really got a, a a fine college and a good program. And uh, recruiting is not a problem anymore. So, well, coach, do you? Do you guys, when the guy, uh, some of these young people come out into your college, do you provide a boat and uh, you have sponsors for both the motors, or how does this work for fish and tackle? Well, what, how does that work? No, right now they bring their own boats. Of course, every time you you recruit two, one of them's got to have a boat. Uh, we did. The school has provided us a nice place to keep them. They have built us uh, six, and they're in process right now of building a seventh. Uh, we call them boat barns. They're 24 by 36, 32 uh, double garages, and we keep them locked up, and they've got electricity in them and lights and all that sort of thing. How cool! Uh, but, but then we, you know, we some some uh, sometimes we'll be given some some uh, tackle and that sort of thing, and then we've got several companies that give us huge discounts. So. Uh, we we get by pretty good. When the kids winning. come in, do you assign them their, they, a team partner that they fish with all year long so they, they get used to fishing together, or how does that work? Yeah, we do. Uh, the main part of the season is in the spring. So in the fall, that gives us a chance to move kids around and, and put them with different people sometimes. And, you know, you obviously you want them to be able to get along, but, but you try to put kids with 
you know, they may have strength in one area and another kid may have strength in another area, and uh, you put them together and, and, and makes even a better team. You betcha. Uh, That's the right way to and do and that. We like, for them to, we like for them to be able to stay together, you know, for uh, more than just one year, so we, we try to pair them up that way also. Well, it sounds like you've got pretty good unity within your within your group already, and to have two guys where they say, you know what, I'm pretty good at this, but I need somebody that does this better than I do, maybe reaction bait fishermen and somebody that fishes a little slower with a jig or a, a Texas rig worm would complement each other. And if you get two guys that work well together like that, that's pretty unstoppable. It really is, and 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 one thing that we demand of them is team is team. We don't care when when a boat pulls in, and he they pull a sack out and it's got twenty five pounds of fish in it. We don't care who caught them. We don't ask who caught them. We just say great job team because yeah. it's a team effort. And and by the same token, if if we've got last year we carried nine teams everywhere we went. A team is two guys in one boat. And if one team is is catching fish really well and the others maybe are not, we expect them to share information. Now, by sharing information, I don't mean tell your exact spot and give your waypoints to the next guy, but tell him the pattern you're fishing. Are you fishing ledges? Are you fishing deep? Are you fishing shallow? Are you cranking? Or what, you know, what are you doing? And, and they have re- I think that's another reason for their success is because they have adopted that that unity of a team. It's not just individuals. That's that is so unique. important. I can't even tell you how important that is. Um, I've, I, we, I've, been, I've run teams, fishing teams, for different, different uh, companies, and, you know, we had rep groups that represented rod companies, reel companies, line companies, the whole nine yards. But unless your guys on your team are, are really part of the team, because if, if you got a shot at winning, I want you to win. And sure. we'll, I will give you whatever I got to, you know, if I've got a, uh, a something that's working here, try this if you see this kind of area. Try this if you go to this type of area. Those little right. pieces of the, of the puzzle mean so much because you, you've got to duplicate a bite around a, a body of water sometimes, you know, 60 miles long. Well, if you're in an area and you see this and somebody can give you a tool to use, that's invaluable. Oh, that's tremendous. And, and as you know, that's kind of rare in fishing. Yes. You know, it's actually, it used to be part of fishing. It has gone south for the winter, and we haven't seen much of it. So kudos to you and your team for being part of that group that brings that back. Well, they, they, uh, they all want to win, but at the end of the day, uh, they're right there cheering on whoever is leading, and, and we don't care. Uh, which one of our guys wins the tournament as long as the one walking across the stage has got Brian on their shirt. That's right. (laughs) That's the way to go. That's very cool. You know, Coach, uh, it sounds like you also work hand-in-hand with the the city of Dayton and Mary Llewellyn over there uh, and the uh, city council. I know they've made a big push to emphasize bass fishing over there, and it sounds like you guys have – kind of been working together too because what uh is successful for brian college is successful for dayton tennessee sure it is sure it is and and uh mary lou allen and uh, dennis tumlin 
and the city council, the, they have, and, and even the county commission has put money into this, and, and they've really worked on bringing fishing in. And we've got a, we've got a tremendous asset in this lake out here. I was going to say, you've got one of the best be, training you know, facilities may, in the nation. Oh, and it, it may not be that way forever. So, you know, we need to take advantage of it while it is. And it's just great economic policy for the town. You know, these folks Absolutely. come in and you can't, the, all the hotels are full, the restaurants are full, and, you know, it's a, it's a good investment. Now the, and the I ba- think they've realized that. The bass fishing for your team guys must be a real extracurricular activity because of the fact that obviously you don't have bass fishing uh, uh, 101 and and 215 on the curricula there at the college. So this is something that I'm sure that these guys have to work with after school, on the weekends, and everything else like that. And I'm sure getting through Bryant College isn't something that's easy to do either. So these guys are really working double duty. So if you can have they basket really weaving, why can't you have bass fishing? That's <laughs> what I would wonder. <laughs> well, these guys really do, and that's what people don't realize about really any collegiate sports uh, as a whole is very time-consuming. And we forget that these kids all have a full load to study and that sort of thing. And, of course, they ask me, one of the questions I get when, when I bring a group in is, how much do you want us to practice? And we tell them, well, we want you pra- We want you on the water every evening, provided you've got the work done. We tell them three things, John. We tell them that number one, you're here to get an education. We're a college. We want you to. We want you to get an education and graduate. Number two, we're a Christian college. We want to help you grow spiritually. And then number three, we want to have some fun on the water. And We've managed to keep those things in the proper order, and I'm convinced that that's the reason for our success. But, but it is hard. The hardest thing is when that frog bites on in in the in the spring and and uh, or in the fall, and and these guys, you know, come on, man, let's go, let's go fishing. Well, I've got a paper due in the morning. <laughs> you know, that is the key to being successful in college being able to, you know, devote yourself to time management. Well, uh, Stan and Rob, I think you will agree with me. Probably one of the most fun fun things in fishing is winning. And winning winning works. Absolutely. You know, and I like a lot of that. I've done my fair share. But but I've got to tell you, you know, the – Longevity in the sport is part of the deal, and and I can't tell you how much fun having a great team partner is, and working with oh, a yeah. team of guys. And I don't care whether it's in your college or you're fishing the team events, just in in the individual team events in the, in the various states, or or you go out and you're on a team of professional guys that work together. It's hard to get the unity that you have. With your group of fishermen, I think what you're doing, the foundation and the base that you're building, will last forever with these gentlemen, and, and it actually will be a blessing to the sport because I think part of our sport has lost that, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Well, uh, thank you. I, I'm, I'm the one that's blessed uh, being involved with such a, a, a fine organization as Bryan College and a, and a great place and a bunch of good kids and being able to 
you know, if we can just make a difference, just make a little difference in some of their lives, then then it's all been worth it. But well, I think just, you have already. I, you know, there's something to be said for being in the insurance business and and starting and, and working within the fishing industry. Ray Scott was in the insurance business, and and he's done yeah. a fine job. You're doing a fine job. I'm working on my end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you guys, there's nothing like, you know sunrise or getting there before the sun is up and being in a boat going down the river headed to your first spot in a tournament with your compadres with your partner i mean if that doesn't feel like you're getting next to god nothing does in my mind it's just remarkable to watch the sun come up and then when that tug on the line occurs you know it's the great equalizer bass fishing is there's no shortcuts to winning there's no shortcuts to being good there's no shortcuts to to acknowledging your competitor when they're better than you. You just learn. It's, sure. a, it's a constant learning experience throughout your life. And how fortunate and blessed we are to have the privilege and the opportunity to interact in the outdoors with fellow people that are of the same mind. It's a great bunch of people. Well, I, I've, I've made a lot of a lot of friends, and, and these kids, uh, they're they're getting close and bonding with their with their partners and. And that's a bond that they'll keep forever. Coach Key. Do you teach her, let me ask a question. Do you teach them to stay at the end and congratulate the winners? Oh yeah. Yeah. Atta boy. That was, that was, that was <laughs> part job. of the uh, that was part of the team building uh, that we had to come through. I'll tell you a quick story. We our first year we we're at a tournament up Kentucky Lake and and our team most of them didn't do very well. One team done pretty well and and I'm standing there, and, you know, he's coming across stage, and we start clapping, and I look around, and I'm the only member of our team standing in the parking lot. I look up where the vehicles are parked, and the rest of my freshmen are up there. They're mad because they hadn't caught any fish, and they're putting their stuff away. Uh-oh. Well, we, we had a little meeting after that, and we haven't had that problem anymore. Good for you. You know, I mean, there's one. We we know that it doesn't matter whether we do well individually. It's not about us. It's about the team. And uh, I guarantee you, when one of my guys is walking, or the ladies walking across the stage weighing some fish in now, the rest of them are right there cheering her on. Absolutely. Well, the real triumph is sportsmanship, learning sportsmanship. Not how many prizes you win, but sportsmanship. Right. And I, I bet you in the same time, uh, Coach, uh, Little Bryan College has taught sportsmanship to a lot of the big universities that they've gone up and beat up on. Amen. Congratulations well, on that, sir. Thank you. Thank you a lot. If, I, if people want to find out more about Bryan College, the, the fishing team, I, I know that uh, Fish Dayton is one of the spots on Facebook. Where else can we go to keep up with what's happening with you, Coach? Well, they can go to the uh, Bryan College website, www.bryancollege.edu, uh, and uh, we've got a, a spot on there that uh, our uh, our guy keeps pretty good records on, and uh, it's uh, you, you can find out a lot there. We've got a Facebook page, and, and uh, you you get about what you need on the inter- internet right. now. Well. Coach uh, Michael uh, Keating, uh, the head coach of the number one Bryant College. And, and Coach, the Bryant College team, what do they call themselves? 
Well, we're just the Brian Anglers. The Brian Anglers. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. for the, the number one uh, collegiate team in bass fishing, Coach, congratulations. I hope the next time I'm in Dayton, Tennessee, that Mary Llewellyn takes me on over to, to meet you, and uh, maybe we can go over and have a little barbecue at that little oh, place he took me to when I was there last. Yeah, yeah, down there at Momo's. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, well, God bless you with continued you. success, my friend. That's great. Uh, thanks, Thank Coach. You. I appreciate the opportunity to, to brag on my boys and brag on my school. A little All bit. right, and and the next time you see uh, uh, Mary Llewellyn, please give us uh, best regards from uh, not only all of us at uh, Ron Real Radio, but all of us here in Southern California. Okay, good deal. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, we're going to try to catch up with Captain Clay Williams from Old Glory Sports Fishing. Find out just exactly what they've been doing out there. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fish Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASS-BOAT. Call 
888-242-7262 or just spell Bass Boat. 1-800-BASS-BOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASS-BOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, and welcome back to Rod Reel Radio. We're still trying to make the connection with Captain Clay Williams. I know he's out. He had a great catch today. Thought he might be out of range. But, uh, you know, guys, uh, we got Lori Heath here and we got Rob uh, Tressler. And, guys, you've been out with Captain Clay before, and I think that's a boat you also enjoy going out on. Absolutely. Uh, the old Glory is a favorite of ours. Uh, we love the crew. Uh, Clay and Junior, both captains, are really fishy individuals. Clay, is, he's intense, he's dedicated, and he genuinely wants everyone to catch fish. I've talked to him when we're offshore hunting them in good times and in times when it's slow. And his intensity and his focus to make sure we all have the best shot at the fish is, is non-paralleled. I mean, he is just an outstanding individual. A very high level of professionalism. He runs a tight ship, but you still have a great time. And he will put you on the fish, Lori. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I caught my second uh, bluefin on his boat, and it was amazing. They're there to help you in every way, shape, and form. And I have to throw something out there. They have a deep fryer for French fries, one of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. The secret is out. (laughs) But, no, the crew is great. Um, I love it. Every time we show up there, they're ready to um, tell you what's going on so you can set up your rigs. Do we have Captain Clay on with us? Captain Clay on yet? Oh, okay. We're still trying to make contact with uh, Captain Clay if we can. So you say uh, the secret to uh, uh, the success on the Old Glory is the uh, the deep fryer. <laughs> no, but that's one of the pluses. <laughs> it is for Lori for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, they um, they're just really a great uh, uh, group. There, the crew is amazing. They're always there to help you and. Okay, and let's just find out about it. I think we've made the connection with Captain Clay Williams from Old Glory Sports Fishing. Oh. Uh, might not. Yahoo. Yeah, Jorge, could you try and give Captain Clay a call one more time, please? You know, there's a good chance that uh, he might not be in within cell range. Boy. You know, the one thing I know about the guys that go all the time, I don't care whether you're a bass fisherman or a trout fisherman or you're a half-day fisherman or a three-quarter-day fisherman, if you go a lot, you learn a lot, and you hone your skills to the point to where you become a really, really talented fisherman. I know a ton of guys that don't have the time to go, or the money to go long-range that are just absolutely stellar fishermen and when they get out there they develop their own styles um and i got some of the guys that now come with me on some of my trips that i sit there and and i watch them and you can't help but smile because they have their own style of fishing they catch fish all the time because they're out all the time 
and some some of them are just magic in the way that they can present a bait. So, Stan, let me interrupt you because I think we've got Captain Clay Williams again. Captain Clay, you're on with Lori Heath, Rob Tressler, Stan Bamberger, and Hopalong. Do we have you? Yeah, I got you here. Hopefully, we'll stay on the line here. Hey, great, <laughs> Captain Clay. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, hey Clay. We, We've got uh, Lori Heath over here, and she uh, uh, told us a secret, that the secret to the success of the Old Glory is that you're the only boat in the fleet that has a French fry maker. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be the secret. <laughs> hey, whatever works, Captain Clay. Hey, Captain Clay, you know, it seems like 10 days ago, nothing was happening there. All of a sudden... The tables have turned. Tell us how the old glory is doing. Well, we've been really good. It's been really good yellowtail fishing with some Dorado mixed in. Um, yesterday we had a little shot at that yellowfin. It came right up to the corner. We only caught two, but it was nice seeing it boiling around right up next to the boat there. Um, today we did we did lose one yellowfin on the troll, but, you know, it, today we kind of sat on the inside a little longer and, um, and fished that Dorado and, and yellowtail. How big, how big is that yellowfin that's coming up? You know, I'd say like 20-pound fish, 18-pound well, fish. that's a good catchable fish. That's nice. a good fish. Now, yeah, also, they were great. Also, it just seemed like, you know, within the past week or so, you're starting to see Dorado in the equation. Uh, what's the story with the Dorado? Are they mixed in with the yellowtail on the kelp? And, and what type of quality of fish are you seeing there? Um, they're, they are also mixed in with the yellowtail there. And, you know, it's the same with the yellowtail. It's kind of a varying size of fish. <clears throat> I'd say some of them are that. Uh, For the most part, them? I'd say. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait. I Some of them. So yeah. anywhere from 10 to 15, 16, 18 pounds. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, that's still pretty good, man. And, and not only that, to, you know, to be fishing out of San Diego here and going after Dorado, I mean, we're getting kind of spoiled here. That's pretty neat. It's been great. You know, um, every day has been a little different, yet every day has been the same. It's been very consistent yellowtail fishing. One day you see a lot of Dorado in certain areas, and the next day you're seeing them in another area. And then there's a pretty nice spread to it. Now, now tell us, for the upcoming week and going into the season, uh, uh, Captain Williams, uh, what kind of schedule is Old Glory going to be running? We'll be running the one-day trip too long. Uh, probably not till the fall when we start doing the longer trips. Okay. Uh, right now, we are uh, every night at 9 p.m. at H&M Landing. All right. And, uh, you know, we're always saying that, you know, to go on the weekend, yeah, you got a bunch of people going on out there, but if you can possibly make it during the week, uh, maybe that's the better time to go. We're in the bad reception area. Okay, we're but still getting you. I think uh, you're asking the sold out for that couple weekends, but we definitely have openings during the week. Um, lots of openings during the week, and the weather's been really, really nice. What I know kind we, of... we're we're hoping to see Lori and Rob back out with us. We. We miss them. They've probably been out there looking at the bigger bluefin out west. Yeah, well, we'll be back with you soon. You know, uh, right. Lori and Rob are good karma in any trip they go on. Rob, so it, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I we're that. yeah, we're greenhorns, uh, uh, Clay, and uh, you and Junior. The fact that 
And we talked about this last year because we're not zillionaires, but we go a lot. And we sat down and we ran the numbers. We said, okay, we can pay several thousand dollars for an eight-day trip with tip and everything and probably not have any more of a significant shot at 200-pound bluefin, 180-pound class fish, dorado, yellowtail, and yellowfin that we're getting on your boat. On the overnight trips, I mean, it's stupefying how amazing the fishery is on an overnight run this year. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but, you know, the last couple of years have been special in that we've had that larger fish up in this area, and it's it's really unique, and I think everybody should really appreciate it while it's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's been an amazing little run here. It's really nice, like I said, to go on a just simple overnight trip and bring home what other people are doing on two- and three-night trips. Well, you know, a lot of the guys are, are running down and fishing that yellowtail and Toronto and stuff. And then also a lot of fishing that, that bluefin at the end of the trip there. Um, there's going to be a lot more people moving down the beach, I'm sure, in the next, next few days here. Um, there's some really nice schools of yellowfin, larger Dorado and yellowtail that are moving up on the kelps down there. We were able to get into a lot of that last week. We had a couple. So, so Clay, have, has yeah. anybody got any wahoo yet, or is the water still too cool? Oh uh, no, I I have not heard of any wahoo. But uh, the water's warm, you know. I'm not saying it's too cool for the wahoo, but. You know, last couple of years, like I said earlier, special years. I don't, you know, don't expect to see Wahoo and Blue Marlin and, you know, all that all the time, man. That's it. Right now, Clay, if uh, and, uh, people are yeah. preparing to go out on the Old Glory on the overnight, how do you uh, uh, tell them to gear up to go on the trip? Sounds like but, uh, you bring everything out, you got. Yeah. We run out of H&M here every night, 9 p.m. up on H&M's website. Also, check us out on our Facebook page, Oak Lloyd Sport Fishing on Facebook there. But um, unfortunately, I am kind of losing everything on you. I might be speaking over someone. I do apologize if I am. No problem, uh, Captain Clay. Hey, we're going to let you go right now. Uh, just say that congratulations on the great fishing you've experienced, and let's hope it goes on this way. And again, if people want to book to get aboard the Ocean Odyssey, how do they go about doing it? Uh, the, I'm sorry, the Old Glory. Well, it looks like we lost Captain Clay, so uh, get a hold of H&M Landing right now. The Old Glory is the overnight boat. And Stan, uh, you probably know as well as anybody, how uh, should people be geared up to go, go on the boat? you got about one minute. Well, if you're going to go, I mean, I'd take that 30-pound for your, your basic, that 20-pound yellowfin and the yellowtail. I wouldn't go anything less than 30 because that yellow, the kelps, you got to keep them out to 30 or 40 is your small stuff. But then if you're going to go attack that yellow, that, that big bluefin and some of that bigger yellowfin that's showing up, you know, take that 100-pound with you yep. and the right reel. And uh, Lori, if uh, uh, you're going out in the ocean, Odyssey, uh, would you be packing away any hookup baits with you? 
Well, I would be going on the old glory. Oh, well, glory. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I got the double O on the mic because they're, they're doing well, too. But if you go on the old glory uh, or the Ocean Odyssey or any of them, uh, hook up baits work okay? Yeah, I'll bring some of them. I also bring my larger ones and try them out. But uh, normally I bring my flat falls, my yo-yos, surface irons, um, things like that, and uh, just some really good hooks. And like you said, um, anything from 80 to 100-pound test is what I usually choose. But, um, yeah, I would not bring the hookup baits for that type of trip. Um, maybe I'll use on my 30-pound test I might try. All right. Well, hey, uh, Lori Heath. Rob Tassler, thank you so much for being with us and, and talking about half-day fishing, three-quarter day fishing, and all the other things that we got in tonight. Really was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you. Sorry. Thank you. Hey, and Stan, again, thanks a lot for that uh, information on telling us uh, how to keep some of those big bluefin on the hook. Well, I hope they, they can use it. You know, the, the, I was taking the, notes. <laughs> Me too. Don't don't be afraid, man. You gotta you gotta put the wood to them because they're either gonna come off or they're gonna get on the deck. Right. And one of you guys one of you guys has to win. The right. guy that pulls hardest wins. All right. And I'm gonna use that advice. I'm gonna try that on my next hookup. Thank you so All much. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. And we want to thank you for uh, putting up. We. Uh, had some glitches here trying to get everybody on the air. Thanks a lot for your patience. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. We'll be back next Sunday night on AM 540 starting at 5.05 p.m. So on behalf of Stan, Wendy, Lori, Rob, uh, Wendy, uh, Ron Colby, and myself, thanks for listening. Uh, just go out there and get them. We want to thank Jorge. We want to thank uh, Ben Harvey. And always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune, thank you for leaving us this legacy that's Rod and Reel Radio. So t- until then, get a hold of the landing, especially if you got a chance, H&M Landing. Get on out there because they're getting away. The fishing does not get any better than it is right now. Good night, everyone. Until next Sunday night, we're out for now. I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Ah. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.